What's going on, folks? Welcome to a very special roundtable edition of the Three to the Dome podcast via Whistle Sports. I'm your host, Kyle Maggio, as always. I'm joined by a star-studded whistle lineup. I got Philip Barnett, I got Kevin Chestnut, and I got the rookie of the year, Jacoby Hart. What's going on, fellas? Rain, dang, dang. What's good? What's going on? Ready for some fun tonight. So, on this pod, uh, you have a, a miserable Knicks fan. You have two... Well, you have two Lakers fans. One is uh, a little bit more skeptical than the other. And then you have Kevin, who uh, you can't see him, listeners, uh, on this show at the moment. But he is in a Shaq Miami Heat jersey. Uh, the room hey, he is in is lit up red. Uh, yes, there's a, it, it is vibrant coming out of there. So I'm just going to go right to Kevin here. Kevin, who's going to win the NBA Finals and why is it the Miami Heat? Oh, man. You know, Jimmy Butler's due. You know, Kawhi Leonard, he did him real bad last year. He didn't, Kawhi, you didn't have to do that. And that's why what happened to Kawhi this year happened to him because he did that to Jimmy Butler. Uh, you don't do those, you don't do that kind of stuff to people. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why Jimmy Butler has got to win this. He in two. In two? Drop Mike. He in two. A full two games, huh? A full two games. We, we're not even going to, we're not even going to move the digital logos back it's fair it's fair why couldn't, uh, why couldn't they just put the regular courts in i don't understand there's only two teams left there's days in between games just put the heat court is there we've seen it they did coronavirus tests on top of it it's there it's the good court too it's the vice court Yes, bring it. It's there. It's in Orlando. It's waiting to be used. Lakers can bring that court too. It's a nice court. It's an all-time court. I think all of us would have preferred that they uh, gave us the actual NBA Finals logo of old instead of that uh, blocky, chunky, presented by YouTube TV one. But alas, uh, I guess we'll have to deal with our generic NBA court for the Finals. Um, That was pretty nice. So for for my Lakers friends, fans on this pod – I have the Lakers winning in six. That was my official prediction. I had the Lakers yeah. in six. I think the Heat are going to give us some problems. I think overall talent wins out. But if you had reasons to be skeptical in any way whatsoever of the Lakers in this series, what or whom would the person be that you were most skeptical of? Yeah, for Lakers, me, what's up? For me, it's that zone defense, man. Um, Miami is – playing the zone better than any NBA team I've seen play since they reinstated it. Um, like they gave Boston problems and Boston has way more shooters than the Lakers do. Lakers do. Um, and I don't know how Vogel is going to scheme for it. So um, I, that, that's, that's my Vogel. biggest hang up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Spo versus Spo versus Vogel is the, Biggest. <laughs> that, that's that's the biggest um, uh, advantage Miami has right now. Um, on the court, on paper, Lakers look like a team that could win in five. But when when they get on the court, and we got to have adjustments, games two through seven. I don't know, man. I I do not know. So this is what I'm gonna say. First of all, don't disrespect the great Frank Vogel like that again. The only reason y'all got past him the last two times was because of LeBron. Let's start there. Mm, is that right? It is right. He gave you two rings. Uh, you need to respect him. No, 
First off, LeBron didn't give us two rings. LeBron lost us two rings. 2011, 2014, LeBron lost us two rings. What about about the other two chips, though? What about those? You mean the one where Ray Allen had to save him after he missed the three? What he do in game seven? What are you doing? It didn't matter. There would be no game seven if it wasn't for Ray Allen and Chris. But what did he do in game seven? That one yard chip. LeBron missed the shot. <laughs> what did he? He probably got cramps and left the game. That's what he did when we beat OKC. Okay. He, he got cramps and left the game. Mike Miller had to do it with one shoe. Come on, man. Come on, man. We really do this. Don't 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 play with us, bro. Okay. So he what's gonna happen in this series is this: LeBron's gonna remind Kevin who he is. And that he's the reason that he has two chips. He's the reason he can talk the way he's Sell talking out. right now. We got three. And we're going to introduce you to the best player he's ever played with, ever played with, in Anthony Davis. And they're going to get y'all out of here in a smooth five games. I'm going to give you all a game just because Spo is the best coach in the NBA. I'm going to give you all a game. Definitely the best coach uh, to never win a coach of the year or never even, like, sniff a coach of the year. Like, not, not even close. Barely got to coach the All-Star game. They don't want to give. They don't want to give Filipino Jackson anything. I don't understand it personally, but you know what I'm saying. That, they, you know that ain't none of my business. There. I mean, I like Spo for the coaching edge, but I just think Towns gonna win out here. Uh, I do think AD is gonna pose some real problems. I think Bam was the biggest. Uh, I think we all like everyone inherently knew, like quietly, that Bam was causing the most problems in the playoffs for other teams. You know, and then uh, we were just more lost in the big Jimmy games, the big Harrow games. Uh, as they seem to come up one by one. But I do think there's something to be said about, like, Lakers got three different bigs here. And we've seen them go to each of those guys in different points of the season or the playoffs. I mean, what do you guys realistically envision happening here with Bam? Is this something where they're just going to throw a Dwight instigator thing on him again? Or are we actually going to lean all the way in with the AD at five, once and for all, get this over with in the finals? Uh, No more playing around. Like, which way do you guys see this going? Well, here's my question for y'all. Like, will Dwight and JaVale even get to hit the floor? Like, Bam is much more athletic than both of them. Will they even be on the floor? Because I think the Lakers' best lineup is AD at five, especially the matchup with the Heat. Like, I don't know how much Dwight is going to play, personally. I think that Dwight – Dwight's – He's old. He's old now, but he's still decently athletic. He's not. He's not prime Dwight Howard anymore. If this was prime Dwight Howard, we we're talking about. Bam would be in an enormous amount of trouble right now. But this is older Dwight. He still serves his purpose. He's still very quick laterally. He's quicker than like most centers laterally, and he can he can still kind of jump a little bit. I think he can give Bam issues. I don't think this is a Javale <laughs> series. I don't think this Maybe is a like Javale series at all. I think they're gonna go over. Is Dwight going to give, like, Bam on his baby mama? Like, what kind of other – I don't even understand what kind of issues he could give besides, like, children drama. Like, I was watching Dwight Howard give Nikola Jokic problems, and Jokic is better than Bam. So, he like, is, but he's not more athletic. He's, he's not, not more athletic, athletic, but he's better than Bam. Did he, put, did he put the Celtics in the, Col- in the Boston, uh, uh, Boston crab when, uh, <laughs> when Bam started taking the ball up? They didn't know what to do. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy was like, when Daniel Tice is your only big man, when Daniel Tice is your only big man, I'm sure you don't know what to do because you can't do anything because Daniel Tice is your only big man. And as y'all saw, there was a Boston scout that said Daniel Tice versus Bam Adebayo was a push. That's on record. 
at Boston it? Scout was Daniel Tice. I couldn't believe my eyes when I read that, man. Like, I hate when the anonymous scouts come out because they always they say anything, man. Anything. Literally anything. Yeah. Like, how, how is that in any way a wash? I don't know what's – like, even as you're saying, it doesn't sound ridiculous as the anonymous scout. Like, it's very silly. Yeah, like, I love how the anonymous scouts always make us wonder, like, why are you a scout and how did that happen? Yeah, how did they always say scout? something like, how are you a scout, bro? Like, you can't be. You, like, you can't possibly be watching the same game of basketball as us and have that take and be a professional scout. It makes no sense. Not at all. Well, I mean, that really just goes to show that not that many people watch Miami Heat basketball uh, in the regular season. Not at all. Not that many people watch this. Because coming into the bubble, everybody was like, oh, you know, Jimmy Butler. Da, 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 da. But when they were forced to have to watch us, it was like, oh, this is much bigger than Jimmy Butler. Because we're at our best when Jimmy Butler is not our best player. If Jimmy Butler is the best player, yeah, he's like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, a couple yeah. months ago, I was talking to my buddy about this, and we were talking about Jimmy Butler. And he brought up this point, and it it almost sounded slanderous, but he meant it in, like, the most accurate, uh, observational possible way. He's like, does does Jimmy Butler have his fooled sometimes? Is he just, like, the world's best role player? Is is that what Jimmy Butler is? Because he will show up, and he'll give you 40 one night, right? And you're like, all right, Jimmy Butler is what we expect. Jimmy G, you know, he gets buckets. Okay. And then he comes out and he gives you like 10 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, four steals, like a block. And then he's just doing like all the other stuff. It's like, yeah. I've never, never seen like a, like a, a guy who was as firmly a star like Jimmy, like take nights off from scoring. It's not even taking nights off, but you know, he just, prefer, you know, some nights he just, whatever the team needs is always his attitude. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. it's a very, it's a very unique player. Yeah. The thing with, the thing with Jimmy is like, like, there's some players who come into the league and they're, like, born to play for a franchise. And, like, Miami, like, it's been a team that's just, like, historically, like, they've had goons on their, on their roster. You know what I mean? Like, like hard, tough-nosed goons. And, like, Jimmy was born to play for Miami the same way, like, Gordon Hayward was, like, born to get drafted into Utah. And, like, Zach Randolph was born to play for that, like, grit and grind Memphis squad, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and and the Joe Blazers, like he fit perfectly both mm. both places. And it's just it's it's some players mm. who just like are born to play for certain franchises. And Jimmy was like definitely born to play for Miami and like the team yeah. they got around them. Like, like it works. Like he don't got to be the best player, even th- like even though like the numbers don't suggest like he's the one who makes everything work. You know, so I love. Well, I it. want to point out. I want to point out that the. Uh, Couple of the times that we beat the Bucks, Jimmy didn't even play. That's 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 where that's where we coming from. Giannis never stood a chance. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He'll he'll stand a chance when he get that heat jersey on his body, like me. Once he get that heat jersey on his body, then maybe he can go somewhere. But yeah, he never stood a chance. I, I we all saw we all saw that coming a mile away. Uh, One of my friends Jimmy, that I trust, he said something about Jimmy that I agree with. He said Jimmy has been more clutch than great in the bubble so far. It's like, he does, he hasn't been, like, great, like, game to game to game to game, but it's, it always feels like he does something when they need when they need something to happen, he's the person who ends up doing it. Like, if they need, some, like if they need a stop on defense, Jimmy gets it. If they need an offensive rebound, Jimmy grabbing it. Or if they just need somebody to get, like, two or three buckets just to get the game over with, Jimmy's going to do it. I think he's just been the most clutch player on the team 
but I think he's gonna run. I think he's gonna run into a motivated LeBron on defense, <laughs> and that's gonna that be, be and that's gonna be crazy. Be perfect. What have you heard? Please of waste LeBron on Jimmy uh, on Jimmy Butler. Please waste LeBron on Jimmy Butler. Do not put him on Tyler Hero. Do not put him on Bam. Don't have him running around chasing Duncan Robinson. Please just let him be on Jimmy Butler. If that happens, that's 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 a great buff. I'll be honest. That's pretty good for us. Can I can I safely present to you guys who I think is going to be the biggest X factor in this series? <laughs> Yes, I think Mr. Uh, Lakers hat fan, uh, man. You're going to be surprised now, buddy. Goran Dragic. I think Goran hey. Dragic, he's, have we, has, has nobody paid attention to what he's done the entire playoffs? He's averaging he's like 20 dragon. points. He's just raking Thank it. Goodness. Thank goodness for Kendrick Nunn getting, the, uh, getting COVID because then the dragon <laughs> was back inserted. It's, Yo, that was the that was the most clutch uh, case of COVID that has ever happened in the history of COVID. Since may, maybe the only one that has ever happened. Yeah, may, the, exactly. So yeah, shout out to that. The dragon has been breathing fire all throughout the book. He he looked like he has on a prosthetic leg. I don't know what that the the, the the brace just keeps getting bigger. I don't know what's going on with the leg, but he has been playing amazing. Just strip chef kisses. Mwah. Mwah. The dragon, breathe that fire. You can't seriously think I'm, I'm afraid of Goran Dragic in this series. The Lakers have played. Please the Lakers me. have played Damian Lillard. The Lakers have played James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and I guess throw CJ McCollum <laughs> in there too, and Jamal Murray. And you're telling me I need to be worried about Goran Dragic, the least athletic and no. the worst of the bunch. I am. The I am. He's he's listen. This, this is my point. This is my point. This is my point. I get it. I understand it. I thought hard about it before I said it, but I was like, Tyler Harrow, as much as I, I, I and I'm sure lots of media would want to lean in and say he's going to go off, right? He's still a kid playing in the finals. Very much. Very much. It, it's hard to consistently depend on a guy like that at this stage of his career, at this stage period. So I just thought, like, that's probably too much to ask for him being, like, an X factor. I, I saw some people doing the finals MVP thing for him. Let's be serious. Like, he's not going to be on fire for seven, six, seven straight games here. Like, it would be a very, very tough situation for him to do that. So, if we get the one, that'd be, that'd be great. So that leaves me with, like, all right, well, Duncan Robinson, right? I mean, it, one of those guys you're going to figure is, is going to – if they're going to win, one of them is going to have to go off. But then Duncan, you know, despite the fact that he could shoot the lights out, and he can get to the rim a little bit, at least with little cuts and fitting in with Miami's offense. It doesn't, there's not like enough of a, a takeover effect for me. But if there was somebody who's going to like randomly wreak havoc, it's like, why not go on Dragic in those like Rondo minutes? Is like that the pocket of time where Miami thinks they could win some of those minutes? Like he's, he's been at least an offensive force to a degree. And yes, uh, you guys did shut down Jamal Murray. That did involve a lot of LeBron towards the end of the series, but it's just something that I, I would keep in mind. He's a guy who can get to the rim. He's a veteran uh, on a team that seems to thrive off of those guys in an offense that seems to thrive in a lot of movement and open threes. I just feel like if anybody was going to fit in and kind of randomly take over, it might be Dragic. Yeah. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah. The thing about Dragic is, like, and, and, and the, like, respective point guards that the Lakers have seen so far is, like, one, I don't think they, like, actually, like, shut down like Murray, they didn't shut down slow Harden. Like they outlasted those guys. And the thing like the thing about your point with Dragic is like he's not like a number one or number two option for this Miami Heat team. So like 
you know, if he does go off, like, as, like, the fourth or fifth option, like, then that does, like, present, like, a real X-Factor type of thing. And he's been, like, that dude, like, for a minute now. Like, he used to have, like, those little, like, international or, like, battles with uh, uh, the machine with the Lakers. Um, the fuck was his name? Sweet. No, uh, Sasha Vujicic. Yeah, yeah. They used to have like those little, real intense, like "I hate you" <laughs> from the same country type of battles. Like, and, and he's been that dude since, for a while now. Like, he he is a real bucket. So, you know, yeah. with the Lakers like yeah. having to concentrate on other guys, like he is he is a guy who could really like come in and do some damage. Yeah, he kind of he kind of single handedly took Kim out of the last series. So that was a yeah. that was a very very much fun to watch. Um, also, you see how stellar the hair looks. You know, Sasa Vujicic just never stood a chance. His hair was always sweaty, greasy, nasty. Goran Draghi's hair stands up the whole game. Tyler Hero's hair stands up the whole game. Myers Leonard over there chilling on the bench. Will Myers Leonard get some minutes? Who knows? Will we beat the Lakers with an all-white lineup? We, we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to get when you, you know, saying the big, when the biggest show <laughs> in the it, world comes to it town. It is 2020. <laughs> I just think that would be an, hilarious. An all-white lineup taking down the Lakers would be the yeah, most right. 2020 thing to ever happen. That's right. Myers Leonard, Kelly O'Leonard, Goran Dragic, uh, Healer, uh, Tyler Hero, and uh, Duncan Robinson hitting the court at once. <laughs> that should just start the game like that one. Just one game. Just, just to do it. It's just I'm, just ima- I'm just imagining Boston Celtics fans just like seething with jealousy watching an all-white lineup destroy the Los Angeles Lakers. Especially, especially now that Ke- Kelly Olynyk could be part of it. That's the one that got away for them. I mean, they they're gonna yeah. be upset. <laughs> Just seething with jealousy. <laughs> Gonzaga's own <laughs> Kelly. Kelly O. <laughs> I love. Is, Ke- every, I love every is Kelly O gonna try to take out AD like he took out Kevin Love a couple years ago? Oh, we can only hope. We can only hope. No, uh, AD's gonna take himself out because he got bad feet. He got bad. He got bad ankles. Uh, you know, what I'm saying he, he working with he working with some bad wheels. But no, I'm seriously. I hope I hope AD plays. I want the Lakers to be at their full strength and give us their biggest punch in the chest uh, because we want to know if we can withstand those blows because we got a lot of cap room coming up and this this ain't our final form. This is not our final form. So you know, get ready for more heat culture in the future. We're gonna get a whale. The Godfather is going well, hunting. <laughs> I do. I don't think you guys get Giannis, but I do think you guys get Depot. I think that's the worst kept secret in the NBA. I think Depot is 100% signed and sealed. Waiting. Secret. <laughs> it is not it's a just, secret. Just, it's just very open. Like he just right right after yeah. the game, he was just hugging all the Heat players. I was like, all right. I mean, you might as well just go back to the locker room with them at this yeah. point, man. Like we know. But um, hey, we'll, hey, we'll see. Giannis and uh, Giannis and Bam have the same uh, agent. They work out in the offseason together. They're they're like almost, you know, athletic twins. We'll see what happens. But you know what? You know, we don't need Giannis to come here and be our number two or three. You know what I'm saying? We, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take whatever we get. You know what I'm saying? Giannis would be our number two or three. You know what I'm saying? Come in, give, give us a few buckets here and there. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 we would love to have it, but, you know, we don't need them. But this so, ain't our final form. That's the most important thing. So back, back on the Lakers, no point. I have been waiting for the LeBron playoff takeover in terms of game-to-game domination. Uh, as the playoffs have kind of 
gotten a little bit deeper here. I keep thinking like now's the time he's going to flip the switch. I haven't really seen him do it until like game six, really, against the Nuggets. Like he gave us what, 38, 16 and 10, just casually. Like, and it was excellent, but that was the first time I really felt like a, like a dominant LeBron performance. Like, are we going to really get this regularly in the finals now? Or is he kind of safely, silently become like even slash 1B with Anthony Davis in the playoffs? And he's just kind of like, look, like we're going to roll with you. We're, we're going to roll with you running the show. Basically, you're going to be the main option. And whatever you guys need from me at any given night to like really fill in the gaps and really get the job done. That's what I'll do. Because, like, that's kind of how I've been feeling with him. And I've never really felt that way about a LeBron team. Yeah, you know, when LeBron was on the Heat, he would, uh, he would like, save it. He would have, like, he has this, like, playoff regimen that he goes, that he goes through. Uh, and usually it includes shutting off social media. But it's, like, how he – like, even after, like, how he drinks the water, like, the time periods, the intervals in which he eats, he just, uh, like, overly prepares himself uh, – to save his body for later in the season. Um, unfortunately for us, it ended up in a lot of cramps uh, in Miami. I don't know if that's what's going to happen here because he seems to have recalibrated a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we're going to get from LeBron. I expect more of game six from the Denver series in this or like 2016 finals or even whichever – was that 18 with the JR uh, – when he did the when he did the thing was that eighteen, that LeBron because that LeBron almost single handedly beat that Warriors team by himself until uh, Jr. did what he did. He almost did that by himself. So I'm expecting to see that LeBron show up. I don't know if he'll show up every game, but tonight that's who that's who's gonna be at the uh, uh, the digitally imposed logoed Lakers court tonight. I actually disagree. I think it's going to be the opposite. I think you're going to see more of Anthony Davis dominating, at least for the first couple of games. And if the Lakers go up, if the Lakers are up 2-1 or 3-1 in the series, or even if it's like 2-0 or 3-0 or something, like they have like a commanding lead or the opportunity to get a commanding lead in the series, that's when I think you're going to see LeBron be like, okay, it's time for me to end it. And you'll get more of what you've seen from game six from Denver. But this whole postseason has really been more about Anthony Davis than it has been about LeBron. Like, AD's been balling. There's been a lot of times AD has been the best player on the Lakers or contributed the most on the Lakers, even when people thought he was playing bad. And then you look at the stat sheet and he has like a billion points. So I I think it's. He's definitely the easiest scorer, uh, probably on earth. Like you'll just be watching the game and like, oh, what AD got? Like, oh, AD got 36. Like, what? When did he score these points? (laughs) He's just, uh, he's smooth like that. and also, we love the braids. We love the braids. Yeah, he, he's been automatic, man. Um, my one AD-like point where I think people are, like, kind of doing a little bit of the fake outrage, um, the rebounding thing, every broadcast I hear, they're complaining about the rebounding from Anthony Davis. And, like, while I respect it to a degree, I understand that as a large human on a basketball court, you are expected to get some kind of rebounds. I think that's fair. Um, I do think, like, it – ignores the stuff that's intentionally happening on the court, which is them wanting AD to leak out a little bit further versus waiting in the paint. Like, I think that part's been a little bit overblown. Like, I think that's kind of why he's been scoring so well and obviously why they've been so successful is they have guys who can get rebounds. Like, it doesn't mean – So, I I don't know what that means. Hey, I don't know what that means necessarily for this series, but I just feel like 
he's going to get his, you know, like he's going to get his scoring wise. Like, I don't really think anything else really matters here. I think the, the way the Lakers are set up, like the rebounds and everything else is kind of like they built this team so that Anthony Davis wouldn't have to worry about too, too much is, is my take, you know, like they, they gave him like the, the auxiliary pieces to contribute in areas that he doesn't really like to. Yeah. yeah. I think to, to all of that is like, if the Lakers are in a position to where Braun has to go back to old Braun, like they're in trouble. Like if he has to be that person, they're in trouble. Um, he, he's been more of a like, I'm going to give y'all what you need type mode the whole postseason and re- really for the whole whole year with AD um, on the court. And, you know, it, if it gets to a point to where Miami's playing so well to where Braun feels like he got to go off every night, like I don't, I don't like that for the Lakers. So it, it, it kind of feels like, you know, if the Lakers win it, like this is like AD's finals MVP if he wants it because that's the way that they've been playing all season and I don't see like any reason for them to like switch up the like roles and responsibilities of the top two but um yeah if we if we if we gotta have old Braun for six seven games like Miami's looking good yeah pretty much we got a lot of bodies to throw out we got uh the Jay Crowder body the Iggy body Iggy we dug up Iggy's body midseason just for the just for this final just for this matchup uh, we we dug him up. He was somewhere buried in Memphis or something like that. We dusted him off, uh, gave his bones a nice uh, a nice uh, spit shine pause, uh, and uh, you know what I'm saying. And now and now he's ready. We ready to throw. We ready to throw those bodies uh, at LeBron. <laughs> hey yo, listen. I know you brought up Iggy, but honestly, dog, that might work to y'all disadvantage because LeBron go see that dude across from him on the, on the other sideline, like sitting down, and he about to get extra motivated. Just think about all those times he lost in the finals in the Warriors. And then <laughs> thinking about that finals MVP this dude stole from me in 2015. <laughs> Kyrie got hurt. K-Love got hurt. And he took my finals MVP. He, now, he took I took your hair I said he but, might drop 40 the first game just because he sees Andre Iguodala sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's eyes are the color of my light. They're just straight red all game long. We we also can't ignore the like animos- animosity between Braun and Riley. So we, we oh, know he's going we know Braun's gonna want to get on the court and you know give his former team some work too. So Well first off, he shouldn't because he LeBron left us in the bad position. LeBron, we did everything that we could for LeBron. He left us in a terrible position. Oh no, he, he, ab- he absolutely did. But <laughs> but but Ry- Riley was in his feelings publicly. Why would he be mad at us? <laughs> I was gonna ask that to be honest with you because I I saw the way he was talking like when they were giving him the questions about the heat. Like you could just yeah. see the way like he's saying mm-hmm. the nice things, but you could just see like the way he's answering like his tone. Just like ah, yeah. oh, you know, Spolster is a great coach. So you he, saw how he asked them to re-ask the question so he could like collect his thoughts on like how he wanted to diplomatically answer yeah. that. But you you. You know what the real is. I knew what, I knew what he wanted to say. I knew what he wanted to say. But he was like, yeah, Spoh's a good coach. And, you know, Pat does a good job. And so it's great. And, yeah. Next question. Fake. Fake. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, because I, I, I was with Kev on that one. I was like, what, what is what is LeBron weird about here, bro? Like you, it, like he, it, he affectionately refers to that time in Miami as like his college years, right? Like he got to go yeah. have fun with his boys, win a couple rings, and then like, yeah. like really get his his legacy where it needed to be. Some, like you know, back 
back to a respectable level that he can like take the reins of the rest of his career. I was just like, I, where's the animosity? I thought that was like his yeah. win-win for four years as, as any player team deal could have been. Like that was the most mutually beneficial thing I've ever seen. No, no, no. It was not mutual. It was good for LeBron because LeBron got to come out down here and leech off, leech off for us, you know, get, get taught some winning ways. Uh, he got to see how it was supposed to be done. So, for example, uh, Dwayne Wade, he goes to Chicago in those forgotten years. He goes to Chicago. He sees the culture there, and he's like, yo, what is this? Uh, so he's telling Jimmy Butler, like, you know where you need to be? You need to be in Miami. So I can only imagine what LeBron, uh, LeBron himself uh, felt. And he left us in a terrible position. He disrespected the Godfather. The Godfather flew to Vegas brought the trophies with him, LeBron wouldn't even pay attention to him. This is documented. This is written. He would not even give him the time of day. He was watching the freaking World Cup. Pat Riley had to ask him to turn the TV down just so he can talk to him and give the pitch. And LeBron still didn't come back. Even after we gave Cleveland, we gave Cleveland several first-round picks. The Cleveland Cavs won the lottery twice when LeBron was in Miami. Cleveland didn't give us nothing when LeBron left. LeBron just left. When we got LeBron, it was a sign and trade. We gave up assets. LeBron just dipped on us. We are the we are the uh, the, the 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 widow or the we're the we're the broken up with here. Okay, we're the broken up with. LeBron has no reason to be upset. It's all us. My city thanks you, by the way. My city thanks you for all those those, those, those first round picks. You know, we, we thank you for that because we got ours in the end. That's all it was about. He came home. That's all that matters. Yeah. He came home. We got our ring. And y'all still had D Wade and Chris Bosch. He didn't really leave y'all in a bad position, bro. He didn't no, really he didn't leave us in a bad position. He did some. He did something nefarious to Chris Bosch, and that's what caused the blood clot. We we all he know left it. You in a bad no position. Has after what he did to the Cavs when he left, bro. That's a bad <laughs> position. No, that was poverty. No, 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 no. That was not poverty. Position. It was a horrible position because the Cavs were terrible in themselves, which is why LeBron left in the first place. He wanted to be with a stable franchise. We didn't need LeBron. LeBron needed us. Y'all didn't need LeBron? No. Y'all was like an AC the year before he got there. We had a ring on our finger, though. What LeBron brought to the table? Two. No, he didn't. He didn't bring anything to the table. <laughs> he, he gave y'all two rings. He gave y'all the best years. He gave y'all some of the best years of his life. Yeah, he did. He gave us some of his prime. And we were the only people supporting LeBron from 2010 to 2014. I don't know where y'all was at on the internet, but everybody hated us. Everybody hated us. Everybody hated LeBron. It, there was true. no love. We were the only people supporting that man. And he just <laughs> on us and gave us nothing. It's 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 a fascinating it's a it's like a like an embarrassment of riches rivalry. Like I, I'm over here as a Knicks fan. Like <laughs> like do you want to know my involvement in, in the early Heatles years? It was me watching my TV as like an 18 year old kid being like, man, the Knicks always suck. It'd be cool if like one guy you know finally came here and then like he didn't. I was like, okay, uh, that that was it. I guess I gotta hate the Heat for four years now. Like that that, that was it. That was the entire decision making process. I was like, all right. I mean, I guess. We we got Amari's knees for four years and the max fully guaranteed. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Let's we'll do like go. a half a season. Yeah, let's let's just go to war with the Heat, man. Let's cool. Okay, we're oh, Knicks are back. The the Knicks whole tagline should just be, "Free agent didn't come here." Like, 
<laughs> like every summer, like we, we hear all these rumors. Like we spent it's, a whole year like, listening to KD going to Knicks rumors and don't the, don't the Knicks have like a weird slogan for their season this year? Like who else you gonna go with or something like that? I heard I heard something about <laughs> who else you gonna be with. It, the it, there's only us. <laughs> It's not, it's, look, it's not great, man. I gotta look that up for this end because, uh, yeah, that 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 I'm I'm almost positive. I heard I heard like Bill Simmons or somebody talking about it. Oh no, I think it was Jesus. I think it was Jesus. And was Jesus on? I don't know. It was somebody was talking about it. I'm about to go look for it. Y'all. Can- so, a couple quick things while he's doing that. Want to go over a couple of the lines that I saw for this game as we steer back towards the finals here, real quick. A um, couple little prop bets because I don't really care to do the spreads with this one, but total points. Just want you guys to say, like, take it or leave it, right? Total points, Anthony Davis, 28 and a half. Taking that. I think I'm leaving that for game one. It, it's going to be a fill-out game. Like, both teams filling each other out. I, I can see, like, 80 in the like, 25 range, but pushing 30 in game one. Okay. Bam, over or under 16 and a half points. Oh, that's rough. That's a tough game one. one game, one he'll, game one, he'll be under. Game one, he'll be under. I actually, Bam think, game, I actually think game one, he's going to be over, and the other games in the series, he's going to be under because they're going to adjust. I, 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 would take it, I would take it this time. Okay, I think, you, I think he's going to be like right at 16. Like, He's, he's Bam a, is another one of those sneaky scores where you just don't you don't see it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Bam has twenty. It's yeah, all, it's, just a bunch of putbacks. Yep, putbacks, yeah. couple cuts, and all of a sudden it, it's the rebounding man. Like, it, yeah. they got to keep him off the boards. But speaking of rebounding, tough. Anthony Davis, over or under nine and a half rebounds, and I am gonna throw about as much money as you could throw on the under nine and a half mm. rebounds. Under. You could have said one and a half, and I probably would have took the under. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know, man. We are we are small. Outside of Bam, we are a very small team. If he can't get rebounds over us, like, I don't yeah. – you know, he, he on that Brooke Lopez plan. Brooke Lopez will get you uh, 35 and two. Uh, <laughs> yep. that, that is exactly yeah. – that is exclusively the Brooke Lopez play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the Lakers just rebound as a team too well for me to like be worried about AD's individual rebounding numbers. Yeah, so if you're gonna put your money on that, I would take the under. Okay, I I agree there. Um, the last two that I want to hit on real quick is the total combined points, rebounds, and assists for two players. Uh, the first one is going to obviously be LeBron James. I'm going to give you guys that line now because it's always a ridiculous LeBron line. So 46 and a half total points, rebounds, and assists. Game one. Oh, easy. easy. Yeah. He got that. He got that. Over. Okay. He got that. Yeah. Way he got that. over. He might get he that just on point. I, I'm with you guys there. I'm taking, especially for game one, statement type game. Like, you, you got to come out, put your foot down to some degree. He's going to have to yeah. produce. I, I think 46 is pretty modest given, you know, he's LeBron James. So I think exactly. that's probably pretty fair. Um, when the Lakers, when the Lakers digital uh, logo is on the court, LeBron shows up to play. Okay, it's a good point. Game two is the game to watch out for LeBron though, because that's when they wear the uh, the the Mamba jerseys, and he always shows uh, up when they wear the Mamba jerseys. 
Not looking they, forward to that. They, they only wore them in game two, so. And conversely, that, that, they look awful when they wear the white jerseys. Yeah. They, they don't wear them on Sundays the, anymore. Almost, the Lakers should have left their jerseys alone. I don't know why they did this hybrid of old to new. I don't know what these are. These are not good jerseys. Should have just embraced Showtime, man. They tried to get too cute with those purple jerseys with the ugly black piping on the side. Like, that's got to go, man. Just go go back to the, the full modernized Showtime theme like the yellow jerseys are right now. Those, those are, that's where it's at. I need those I'm blue not, I'm not, bad. I need the blue, the, the old, like, old school, like, blue ones. Oh, I yeah. need those back bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, those are, those are lovely. I used to use the Lakers in NBA Live just so I can uh, rock them. <laughs> they were good. Those were classic. Yo, uh, so last, last line I'm going to throw to you guys here is our boy Jimmy Butler. Uh, total points, rebounds, and assists. Over under 31 and a half. I never know what to do with these with Jimmy Butler because I always convince myself he's going to fill it up across five or six box score items. And then mm-hmm. on any given night, he can give you like 20 combined. Yeah, under. 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 We're definitely going under. Okay. Uh, damn, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to go over. And I, mm. I, can see, I, I can see 26 and 6. Okay. Then you definitely have the heat losing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. All right. Last, last one before our second Zoom call cuts us out, and then I'll give us a nice little outro and send us off into the sunset. Everybody's favorite Los Angeles Laker, Danny Green. Total made three-point shots, one and a half, over or under? Under. Under. All right. All right. It, it depends on how close the game is. It, it, <laughs> if we got a blowout on our hands either way, way under. If it's close in the last five minutes, <laughs> you're going to get two. <laughs> okay. Uh, Danny Green almost won finals MVP in 2013. Uh, I'm going over. I'm going over. Danny Green doesn't like the heat for whatever reason. That, is that, was, that was seven years ago. <laughs> hey, seven hey. whole trips around the sun, my friend. You got light, the eyes are going to light up, and Danny Green's going to be gunning. All right. Well, I mean, we shall see. So, Thank you guys for tuning in to an episode of Three to the Dome here with the entire Whistle Sports Showtime cast. It was a good time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully we get a good series and it's not just an in and out five games here and uh, it's as competitive and as good of a watch as we hope. Uh, I would like to thank my close personal friends here for joining me. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. And and we're going to be coming to you guys live either the night of or the morning after all the games conclude to make sure whether it's in the morning or at night, you guys are, you know, refreshing your podcast app and uh, just catching up on all the games whistle here. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Take it easy and let's have an exciting and great finals.